Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 261 for June 14th, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel Michaud. I'm another one of your hosts, Kaylee Lynn. And I'm one of your hosts, Brian Bolivar. And we're missing a host right now. Again. Uh, uh. Yeah. And he was supposed to be on too this week. He, you know, he, he was supposed to be on, but uh, the way I heard it, he was uh, he was at a casino all night and he still had money to left over to play with this morning. So he was uh, he was just he's out doing all, it wrong. Yeah, it's he's true. He's doing it wrong if he's yeah. got money. Yeah. Listen, listen, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and we'll just just leave it at that. We don't need well, to talk about his gambling addiction. That's not something that needs to come out in the show. We don't need to gossip about his gambling addiction on the on no. the air. No, Trevor, no, because that would be hurtful. There's yeah. help for you, you know. There's programs for that. There, there are programs. The first, and the, many of them are twelve steps, and the first one is admitting you have a problem, or having your friends out you on a podcast. <laughs> very good, very good. All right, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they have the Marlin 1894C in 357. It's blued and it goes for 899. Uh, Brian, what did you do in guns this week? I did a little, not a lot, a little. Um, so, like I talked about last week, I got together with uh, a buddy of mine um, who actually is a staff member up at Epps, um, and he has a lab radar. You know, the fancy radar for measuring bullet speed and stuff. Okay. So um, he let me borrow that to test my loads for my service rifle rifle. And I got numbers that were not as far off from my shooting crony as I thought, but I have more faith in these numbers so I can do my ballistic drop and wind charts. Now, um, interestingly enough, the lab radar worked really good with his six mil or 6.5 mil rifle, right. but the 22 diameter bullets struggled with seeing them so i didn't get velocity readings on every round i fired but anyway i i've got enough data that i'm confident enough um also while i was doing that i also zeroed that rifle off the mags as opposed to the bench because it's never the same zero and uh that also led me to confirming i need to get back to doing some dry fire because wow my even in prone off the mag my hold was wobbly all over the place so i need to get back to doing some fundamental stuff and uh dry fire is the cheapest way to do that so i will get back to that when <clears throat> i have time because I, I got a question for you for your dry fire uh for yeah. your dry fire do you uh rack it and then hear a click every time or do you let it out and then just pull as if you were pulling against a, a live trigger i uh, no, i always i rack it every time because mm-hmm. i want to feel that trigger break as well mm-hmm. yeah okay. i've it's it's unfortunate that one has to do that, but that's the way it is. If if I was smart, I'd invent a bolt that resets the trigger for you electrically. 
Mm. Eh. A rod, a dowel down the barrel and just go <laughs> against like a brick or something and then pull a trigger. You could, except I really need to be further away from a target. It would have to be a really long rod. It would have to be like. Put it, like, put it low. Put a, put, a, put a brick on the ground and put a dowel in your barrel and just ram it every once in a while. And that'll rack the, the uh, bolt back. I will think about that and, <laughs> and get back to you. Yeah. Adriel's sounds so not, ghetto. He's not thinking of it at all. It is, but you know, I you know, there's been some crazy ideas in the past. Um, th- there was this guy named Albert Einstein, and he submitted something about a theory of relativity, and some doctor that he submitted it to thought it was a just fantasy and not science. Heh, turns out it kind of worked. What about an AR bolt that resets the hammer? Just that's what a I little, mean. A little extra, like the actual yeah, that's uh, really on the back there. Beep, beep, and just punch yeah, that's the exactly hammer down. What it would, yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I had in mind. Brian, but, you're not yes, Albert right. Einstein, though, right? <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> you're cute. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You know, calling calling someone Einstein is almost always uh, an insult. <laughs> you ever realize that? Yeah. <laughs> nice anyway, I think I think what Kelly is saying is I don't have the um, the IQ of Einstein, so probably something I think is crazy is less likely to be brilliant. <laughs> I'm kidding. okay. I'm giving you a hard time. I, I have no. Yes, I've noticed that. That's okay. I, whatever it is, that's how we roll. Um, the other thing I did. Um, I remember I mentioned about uh, testing brakes versus comps, and yep. I had I had been running the uh, Matador Arms um, flare stack, and I was noticing a lot of muzzle wobble when I shot muzzle rise and stuff. So I I did a little testing and put I threw an actual brake on the gun, and yeah, it stopped moving when I shot it. So. Um, yeah, the, uh, the flare stack's not going to work in my uh, particular application. However, I happen to know that Matador Arms makes a hammerhead break. And apparently, after talking with awesome people at Matador, there's a break on its way. So, Who's your favorite at Matador? Anika is definitely my favorite. <laughs> she so rocks. No, yeah. it's pretty nice, too. Like and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Is she nice enough sure. to send us a couple of sidewinders? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's possible. I I hmm. don't know. I I would think again that someone who does really good YouTube type video reviews or Pornhub video reviews or wherever you're allowed to still post or them both <laughs> or both. <laughs> um, rare cat that would be. Yeah. yeah. So I I think it would be a great way to get the word at, about that particular product. I think have, good yeah. idea. Yeah, like sending it to me would be a waste of time because I have no interest in a folding stock and I don't do videos. But <laughs> I know a guy who does pretty decent videos. So who is it? Maybe I d- yeah. I do like oh it's Matthew videos. Yeah, Matthew Matthew's, <laughs> Matthew's videos are excellent. Multiple oh, wait. angles, but they're all up over. in a plane, and probably that's not the venue for testing the sidewinder. That wouldn't probably really not. put the focus on the product. Because well, I'm, aren't a lot of paratrooper rifles like folding stock? Maybe true. maybe the plane is the right choice for this. But he'd have to that's jump true. out of the plane. I'm okay with that. <laughs> this is a win-win. I'm, I'm all good. Oh, poor Matthew. Well, Adriel, he I think he's up, suggesting so. that you should be doing it. I'm I'm perhaps suggesting that Anika, when she listens to this, should send you a sidewinder so you can do a review. Because you're actually excited about the sidewinder. 
like a whole Oh month. yeah, it'll it'll go on my WK180 perfectly. Perfectly. Because yeah. it doesn't need the buffer. It just uses the tube because that's common and uh <laughs> why not fold it? Yes. And and actually um that being said, I mean, I, I've never really found the need for a folder. The one rifle I had that had a folder was my PAR, but that folding stock was also excessively narrow, like really, really tiny. And I didn't, ju- I didn't like the stock period. Mm. If it had a conventional uh, buffer tube and I could put whatever Magpul stock on it, I wanted, it would have been great to be folded. So yeah, why not be, you know, have it like that. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Matador should send you one of those. Huh. I got around I, to asking. Maybe when yeah. when it gets closer to the get the the WK in. Yes, that's true. You should have a platform to put it on. I was just gonna ask, have you got an update on that at all? Uh, I was talking to Ty- with Tyson from Wolverine last night, night before okay. Tuesday night. Uh, we were on the uh, Canada Guns talk show, and uh, and he was on, and he was talking about the. Uh, utility rifle and the WK 180 and that kind of thing. And they are getting some prototypes. They pro- they're probably at Wolverine now. They were, they were getting like 10 prototype guns that were okay. like, this is what production is going to look like. So make your final changes and let's start <laughs> shipping these things out. Uh, so I'd imagine, like I have no idea when mine's going to come out, but uh, in a month or something like that, I don't know. My AR is running good now, so uh, so I'm not, not in a hurry. And it's not like there's a whole lot of coyote action happening right now. So um, I can wait. Wow. Did you ever just shoot yourself in the foot? Because I was just going to say, hey, you are a famous podcaster. You should be like slid up the list. But probably they don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so if they did, I would not talk about it on the podcast. There, that's true. Okay. So now that you have totally cut me off and took taken over the segment where I talked about what I do in guns, Adriel, would you like to talk about what you do in guns? <laughs> I, I kind of forgot what segment we were on anyway. So. <laughs> talking about yours mine am i supposed to be what's my thing next i don't know uh so that's it that's all you did in guns this week yeah go ahead and talk about what you did now that's all right uh i went to a three-gun match in cold lake so cold lake was running uh running a match and i wanted to make it out to at least one of their matches this year um so i headed out there uh they that's the lakeland three-gun group out of there um a couple of listeners out of there um one andrew uh is actually he was asking me he's going to be setting up your maple seed in Lethbridge, Lloydminster, one of those two. Lloydminster. I forget. Lloydminster. We're not going to Lethbridge, so yeah. okay. Oh, maybe, maybe we are. Maybe you are. I don't know. You no. Know. We keep looking. <laughs> Lloydminster. Yeah. Anyways, I was I was talking with uh, Andrew from there. It's you know one of the one of the cool things about talking with listeners is that um, they know all, they know all your stuff and 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 uh, they're super. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I, I stalkery-ish I was interesting. What's that? Stalkery-ish. No. So when I listened to Slamfire Radio and it wasn't a host, it was very easy for me to like get on and guess uh, because yeah. I knew how people talked and how they operated. So right. um, when you talk with listeners, it's weird. They like they can instantly start talking with you um, just like a, a buddy kind of a thing, so which is yeah. which is really cool. Uh, one of the downsides, every time you get into a story, they already know they've already heard it <laughs> so i was talking about like yeah i think i'm gonna run my block for this thing and they're like yeah we know yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's God, man what am i supposed to talk about here <laughs> but it's really cool they'll they come up to you and say hey adriel and and they pronounce really, my name right and it's yeah, like, it's really cool. 
kind of nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, some people know this, but when I go to a, when I go to a restaurant where you have to like put a name on there, I'll put Bueller because it's easier to pronounce and no one will. <laughs> <laughs> and because it's funny, it, it yeah. makes me smile every time I get to do it. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> I shot with a bunch of guys in uh, in Cold Lake. It was a cool little match. Um, we didn't get a, a ton of attendance because there was a threat of a tornado. And there was a tornado, uh, not on the range or anything like that. But uh, supposedly there was one that touched down in St. Paul, which is not too far away. Uh, and that was later on in the day. Like, pff, there's lots of time to get in a match way before then. So, um, yeah, it was good. Uh, this was my dry run with the Shadow 2. Uh, it ran just fine. I think, uh, no, I think I am going to run my Glock 34 for the, uh, Battle of Alberta two day match because it's coming up quick here. And I just, I haven't had enough trigger time on that shadow two to feel super yeah. confident with it. I don't, don't want to say DQ with a shadow two jumping out of my holster. You know, they, uh, they have a tendency to do that. They don't like living in the holster. They like living on the ground, I think. And <laughs> they, like to be, they like to be used, not holstered. Yeah. 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 If they're not in the holes, if they're not in your hands, they will just want to be on the ground. They're so heavy. They just want to be like, it's the gravity thing. And it's that's more, more proof that they're really not a production gun. They're really kind of a custom competition gun. They're not really in the spirit of production guns, in my opinion. But anyway, no, it's a, yeah. it's a three pound gun. And uh, yeah, yeah. They're great heavy. to shoot. Fantastic oh, to shoot. Oh, oh yeah. all that weight just, it just holds it right on target. But uh, it, <laughs> Very heavy, and I had to like really ratchet. I really ratcheted down the uh, the locks on my holster, and it made for like a real uh, kind of a catchy kind of a draw on it. Um, so I'm gonna run the Glock 34 uh, for the two day match because uh, I believe it'll be more reliable and more like what I know. Uh, let's see here. I was going to shoot Gophers on Sunday, but we had like that crazy tornado storm come through, and then basically it just didn't stop raining for days. So <laughs> no Gophers. Uh, no gophers. I did shoot my 17 WSM just to make sure the site was on and uh, it's on. <laughs> uh, but I didn't get to explode any gophers with it, which was kind yeah. of disappointing. Would have been nice. Uh, well, I have to wait for another weekend. Uh, I bought a Viper PST. So the, with this WK-180, I wanted uh, a low magnification scope for it. Something with uh, better optics than I would have had on some of my other rifles. And I noticed that uh, Tyler um was uh selling a pst one to four on facebook and i was like oh i'll have one of those please so uh that's on the way and that should be here i don't know today or tomorrow something like that uh the viper pst has got really good optics on it like the glass itself is very good uh, it doesn't come with like a ballistic reticle i think it's his was moa which is okay um, but the optics are very good on it, which if I'm going to use this thing to shoot coyotes in the dusk and that kind of thing, uh, good glass is, uh, is important. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you get hunting and you hunt enough, um, you, almost all your, your shots are like, are, are right at dusk. And, uh, that's when a crappy, that crappy scope that's fine during the day and, and it's fine when it's like really bright out and, um, hold zero and but just the glass is crappy is fine uh, at night when it starts getting dim that's when they really really suck so um, that's when like some good optics makes a, a really big difference and just being able to resolve what you're uh, what you're looking at uh, so that's on the way the battle of Alberta uh, two day three gun champion in support of the Stollery Children's Hospital is uh, starting tomorrow uh, so tomorrow, the ROs, which I'm in, are going to be setting up the uh, stages and uh, shooting. So uh, 
I got to do that tomorrow. And then Saturday, Sunday, we're shooting and giving stuff away and doing all that kind of jazz. Is that at Chaz? That's at Chaz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have uh, 70 some shooters come out and nice. uh, yeah, yeah, it should be good. Should be, uh, should be a fun time. Uh, we've got like a bigger prize table than I thought we'd get. I thought we were like going to have like two sponsors kind of a thing, but it sounds like we're going to get even more and uh, yeah, lots of, lots of stuff. So should be good. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be really interesting. We're going to be running five bays, five bays, I think on that. So that's, that's the whole range and, uh, it should be a good time. Uh, and then finally, I just wanted to just showcase, um, one of the things that we had David on the other week there. And, uh, he just mentioned that there's this, there's this app called Gunstruction where you, uh, where you can kind of, uh, here, let me just show you guys where you can make like an AR and that's kind of what you can do with this kind of an app. So this is oh. what he's going to do with his SLR when he gets it in. Uh, he's going to now this will be the Canadian flag, but the, the A2 buttstock on the back there. But that's a general look he's going for. So it's kind of cool. You can uh, uh, build a gun. yeah, it's build a gun, yeah. take a look at what it's going to look like, see what you like, see if the handguard length's appropriate for you and all that other kind of thing. Right. Right. So this so. is called Gunstruction. Gunstruction, apparently it's an app and it's pretty easy to use. Well, it has to be easy to use if he's using it, right? Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm bugging, I'm bugging. Uh, so I'm also not an Einstein, eh? Yeah, also <laughs> not. No. <laughs> <laughs> there don't have to be any Einstein to make that thing work. I think you're still hurting about that one, aren't you? Not as much as you using the F word a couple of episodes ago when i wasn't on <laughs> okay uh sweet yeah uh dave's dave's watching the show so nice that's <laughs> commenting now <laughs> anyways uh that's all i did in guns this week uh kelly what about you uh i spent the weekend in ottawa at the ccfr agm i did not make it to the pre-agm day at the range because i had to work i wasn't allowed to leave work i couldn't leave work anyways but i did make it out to pub night and that was in gatineau uh we had a great time hanging out with a whole bunch of people that i don't even well i have talked to on the internet but i haven't really talked to them in person or i've never met in person Sean Heinemann, who is there, he's a show listener and he's been a guest on the show as well. I met him in person. He's amazing, by the way. And also saw Rick Woods, also another guy that's been on our show quite frequently. We all went out, had a great time, uh, had like a couple of drinks and some food. But then we went back to Trevor's room and started hanging out there. So he basically had about maybe a dozen, half a dozen people by the end of it, in his room, we were all drinking whiskey and stayed up until 5 a.m. So it was uh, loud, and I'm surprised we didn't get kicked out of the hotel room. But, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, the AGM started at 10 a.m. the next morning, so there was a few people who had uh, some – it was rough for a few people to get there by 10 a.m. And the AGM itself, it had lots of great information, and uh, it was great to meet some more people that uh, I've only ever talked to on the Internet as well. Uh, the dinner we had at the uh, end of it was really, really good. We had Michelle Rempel and Candice Bergen there, and they were uh, talking. Well, actually, Michelle Rempel was the one that uh, gave the talk on on uh, firearms and supporting uh, firearm owners in, um, in the house. So it was great. And I got to meet Candice Bergen, as I said, as well. Uh, Dave Young was there. He gave a talk, and the talk was basically... He, 
Dave Young from CAPS, or he's also known as Uncle Dave as well, came up and gave me a big hug and a kiss when I went to the uh, the, um, the pub night. So it was great to meet him in person as well. But anyways, so at the uh, dinner, he gave a talk about our rights and what they are in re- with respect to protecting ourselves and our loved ones. So it is a really, really good talk uh, that he gave and it caused some people to think. Um I was asking people questions before they got to the AGM or sorry, the uh, dinner and also afterwards as well. I, one of the questions I asked to to people was, do you have a fire plan? Most people said, well, yeah, of course we do. And then I asked them, do you have a home invasion plan or somebody breaks into your house? And then people were started to think about it and they're going, well, no. And then they really caused them to think, why shouldn't I have one? And that's one of the things that Dave said as well. So it was great that he was, you know, confirming what I said. Anyways, um, the next day we went to the War Museum in Ottawa and it was pretty amazing. And uh, as we walked in, Trevor says, I'm going to geek out, you know, and I said, yeah, I know, me too. So it was awesome. We stayed until they literally had to walk us out of the place. We went uh, down to where all the uh, tanks and everything were and and by the time we were done we had people following us and kicking us out so yeah um what else to do I uh I just got off the phone with uh, Yolanda chatted with her for an hour but you know Trevor's not here so he he can't be jealous um other than that I didn't do much yeah that's about it all right Adriel upcoming events we seem to have lost Adriel Adriel hello Adriel why don't we why don't we talk about upcoming events brian i I think we should okay (laughs) there are apparently no three gun events though because they're angel's not here i think three gun i think three three gun just quit what we can't do is we can roll back on that why don't we why don't i take maple seed and then you why don't you take ryan mclean yeah sure Okay, so Maple Seed, I'm not going to be talking about any events right now. What I'd like to talk about is the limited edition inaugural project Maple Seed patch that we uh, are putting out. There's only 150 that were made. We're almost sold out of it. We really, really want to finish this out so that we can basically do the draw for a prize that we have. If you uh, purchase the patch, it's $30, but what happens is for each time you uh, purchase a patch, uh, you get entered into a draw for a Chiapa uh, LA322, which is a lever action 22. It's really cool. It's really cute. It was donated by Blank- Bank Click of CR64 and Tier 1 Armories. Um, as I said, it's the last push for this. We really want to uh, get uh, all of these sold. As I said, there was only 150 made. There's not going to be any more made. The patch is only $30. And if you would like to purchase one, you can go on to the mapleseedrifleman.com uh, page. Go to the shop, and there's a uh, there's a picture of one. Just click on it and uh, purchase it. And if you do that relatively soon, we'll be able to send out uh, your patch, and then we'll do that draw as well i know brian you're hoping to to win right yeah that yeah. would be, that would, be the, that would be the best possible outcome so from my perspective. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. i Guess mean you know it would be cool whatever yeah. i have a one in 150 chance in theory yes, you do at least that's the maximum chance i have I might have, have less than that. I don't okay. know. You have a better chance of winning this than you did with the $60 million. That was the prize for Lotto Max last weekend. Yeah, okay. If I could pick up the two, guess which one? 
Anyway. All right. Hey, um, Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge, sponsored by Kadex Defense, taking place on September 7th and 8th at um, training base, uh, training area Meaford. Uh, spots are filling fast. For more info and to register, Google the match or find them on Facebook at www.facebook.com at MLRSC. Just search for it. That's yeah, the way just, just go. Yes, it's easy enough. Hey, um, and hey, the cowboy mounted shooting thing that's still coming up on the twenty third. Okay, um, and I want to. We'll talk about this. Uh, okay. Just stop. <laughs> anyway, just remember a reminder for people. Yeah, you can check that out. I would again Google that. It's in Owen Sound at in Georgian Bluffs. Uh, cost is four hundred dollars. Limited to ten to ten participants. We went through the details last time. Now we were talking about. Adriel having a stage in a three gun yep. match with a mechanical bull. Mm-hmm. Now I was at a race last weekend. I did, I did a five uh, K obstacle race uh, down at Kitchener and there they had a mechanical bull set up for entertainment and it's all controlled by a guy. So I'm pretty sure you can control how far the bull yeah. actually rotates. So people would be able to theoretically maintain the 180. But Adriel, I think this is feasible. This is, really so, this is so Albertan shooting three gun from a mechanical bull. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it just couldn't be more Western Canadian. Like, come on, you got to make this happen. Uh, you're a cowboy and you have to shoot a bunch of targets now with an AR 15. <laughs> alien. It, there was a bunch of aliens. You're a cowboy versus aliens. There was a movie. Oh, like I that, like right? it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a documentary about this. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Because otherwise. <laughs> Bad things are going to happen to parts of you. <laughs> you don't shoot all these animals. and to your cows. You got to protect the cattle, right? Gotta yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so I make it happen, Adriel. You can do it. <laughs> Speaking of three gun, Adriel, why don't you tell us about upcoming three gun matches? All right, please. Uh, let's see the Chaz three gun match that uh, I was just mentioning. There is June fifteenth to seventeenth. If you're a regular competitor, don't show up like on the fifteenth. Show up sixteenth, seventeenth. Uh, BTSA is going to have their action shooting uh, league Monday nights. Uh, Mighty Peace has a three gun match on June 23rd. There is going to be a three gun match at the Rock Cut June 23rd as well. Lethbridge will be running their three gun match June 24th. Lambden will be running one on June 24th as well. Uh, let's see. BTSA will be running their Canada Day uh, 2018 three gun July 2nd from 8 to 5. Northwest three gun will be running their match July 7th. And then Chaz will also have a match on July 7th. So lots of three gun coming up, uh, especially in Alberta here. I forgot a couple things uh, about my, uh, what I did in guns here. So since I'm the host, uh, I, I can reverse <laughs> things. That's uh, fair. Then my okay. Damn. I was going to complain, power. but yeah, damn. All right. You can, you can complain. Uh, no, it's no not one's going to listen, but yeah, uh, no, just, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, the shirts are in. Here's what they look like. So, Oh, yeah. oh yeah. hey, cool. Yeah. Uh, as I was saying to Adriel, it's uh, not black, so it's going to keep you cool during the uh, during the hot summer days. And the logo is very vivid, so that's good. It's slam fire. And good for now, we'll see what and, happens when it washes. And it's a but... polo shirt, and that's about it, the extent of my positive mm-hmm. feedback. That's it. <laughs> what? Kelly, why are you rocking back and forth like a crazy person? Because <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, for the listeners, just picture Kelly rocking back and forth. Yeah. She's very passionate about her shirts. I yeah, yeah I am. She's fairly passionate about your shirt because you're the only one who's got one. 
I like the matador yeah. arms as well there, Brian. Yeah, I know. I like the, I actually it's a really nice t shirt. I really yeah. like it a lot. So yeah, cool. I have one as well. I should probably <laughs> wear it. I've got I've got like a hundred of these. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you should share them, Adriel. You should not be hoarding substantial shelf room right now. I do want to share them. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah. So you're going to be getting those out in the next month or so? Yeah. Yeah. I need to figure out how to ship them. And once that's happened, I'm going to start mailing them and bringing them to over there and whatnot. I also got some of these. Yay! Check them out. Yeah. Woo. Uh, for the listeners who are on the podcast, these are the RCMP guy stickers, RCMP head. He, what's what would you describe that uh, facial expression as? Uh, constipated. Suspicious, uh, constipated. Okay. Yeah, either one of those will work. Not happy with whatever <laughs> you're kidding. doing. Yeah. Not happy with whatever you're doing. Uh, we've got these that we're going to be giving away at the uh, the nice. Chaz match. Yeah, these are kind of like these stickers for the so, Battle of Alberta. I need. Uh, I got some uh, some ten round lar mags and I coupled them and duct taped them to make them look oh, yeah. neat. And uh, also because these couplers uh, fail sometimes, uh, there's pretty much once a match where someone drops one of these things, they don't have the tape on here, they slide out and then the, the rounds and the springs go kind of everywhere. So, so you coupled it and then put duct tape on it. That's correct. There's a coupler in there and there's duct tape on top to keep it from sliding and around. There's arrows. And I, I, I always paint, use a paint pen on my mags because everyone's running these mags at a match and I want to make sure that mine are super yeah. unique. Uh, so the thing I decided to do with these was point an arrow to like bullets go that way. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's a straight works. mag, right? It's yeah. possible you might try to like ram that thing in backwards. Uh, now there's these handy dandy arrows on it. <laughs> That's it not the worst idea I've ever heard. Now, yeah. have, ha, That's have like you, Einstein. why have you not? <laughs> Oh, Kelly. <laughs> dig up, Kelly. Dig up. Um, how, are you going to number them or letter them or somehow identify each individual yes. mag? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Because that that's be. something that everybody should do. You well, should I thought these were stainless, but apparently these are aluminum. And one of the things Trevor was saying was don't get aluminum ones because you'll drop them on the feed lips and uh, they'll bend and then you'll have your mags that won't feed anymore. So. Right. Real risk. I'll just put the numbers on them, and once they start messing up, I'll uh, use a hammer and fix them. I won't throw them away. I'll I'll fix them with a hammer, and then sell them to somebody you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix them good, and I'll just like crush them. Yeah. Uh, put them on the berm, shoot them. Yeah, yeah. So I got that, and then uh, something came in from a listener. <gasps> All right. Yeah. yeah, this thing came in. Cool. From a listener. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you're going to be doing a review on that, right? So what? Okay, for the listeners, not the watchers, why don't you explain to them what that is? Uh, yes, this is an M. This is a K and M Arms M17S. So uh, Bushmaster had the M17 for a while. It's like an AR15 that's a bullpup, and uh, it had some shortcomings, but uh, some people really liked it. K and M was one of them, and he decided to take them and improve them, and eventually start producing them themselves. So uh, Bushmaster long no longer makes these, but uh, K and M does. And uh, it's a bullpup AR-15. It's really interesting. So bullpup uh, um, two two three rifles in Canada, we've got the RDB. We've got the uh, Type 97. We've got the Tavor. Um, yeah. Is that it? I think that's it for 5.56. Five, five, five. Yeah, that might be all that's worth talking about. Um, in terms of all those rifles, the trigger is like, eh, on, yeah. on most of them. Uh, on the Tavor, the trigger is atrocious and uh, typically needs replacing with the uh, $400 trigger pack that uh, that they sell, which makes it a lot better. 
the T97, the trigger isn't too heavy, but it's quite very, very long. And uh, this guy has a uh, an Elfman trigger pack pre-installed. Oh. So the trigger is fantastic. It's four pounds. And it's uh, it's very short, so it doesn't have the long uh, pull that you would traditionally get with a bullpup. And if I could just show you guys there, oh. boop, it's very very good. Um, which again is not something you normally get with a with a bullpup. Uh, it uses a cross bolt safety uh, right in front of the uh, or above the trigger group there. Uh, uh, Brian, you'll have to turn your mute off. If that you is want to. that is an interesting design choice to go with a cross bolt safety. Well. It's uh, it's quite compact here before it yeah. gets to the upper. So they need something that was uh, that would fit in there, and the cross bolt uh, works. And uh, yeah, yeah, works. I would have I would have adjusted the um, the design of the gun to make a flip down safety work. Cross. Maybe I mean, yeah. like some of the interesting things about this rifle, the the upper is like one entire extruded aluminum piece, so it's kind of got the same profile the whole way down. And yep. uh, that must make it uh, more inexpensive to make. Uh, one of the one of the common things with the original was uh, that was a problem was that they didn't have enough ventilation holes in it, and it would uh, it would get hot. <laughs> the forend would get real hot uh, from the heat from uh, from firing. But uh, this guy's got quite a few uh, more ventilation holes in it. It's got a little bit of modularity here with this. You can see a rail on that side, and on this side we've got a, a QD mount that's been installed. Yep. Um, yeah. See, I'm by looking at Ian. And I'm thinking they could have put holes where the where you need your thumb to go for the uh, thumb safety and make that work. You're just you just want the AR safety. You just want yeah, the same. I, I do. And, AR and the reason the reason the reason is because it it, it enables it to be fully ambi. At the crossbolt becomes oh, not see. that ambi. So I, uh, I get to be not a. No, the, the, this crossbolt's fine. Okay. Um, I can't do it right there, but uh, my my thumb can hit it no problem, oh, okay. and my oh, index finger. Your... Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, so you can okay. you can use this thing uh, my, quite easily. My objection. I withdraw my objection. It's yeah. now lefty approved. It's now lefty. Well, not until well. you get to the bolt release. Because, <laughs> yeah, oh, you know what? It's not lefty approved because uh, try 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 this uh, right here. No. My face is basically kissing the. Uh, okay, so that was going to uh, be the, my the brass deflector. Yeah, so this is. Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, so maybe if you if you held your your face back, it would yeah, be that's fine. Not, that's not good. No, no. This so is, is going to get brass in the lips right here. Oh yeah, like that's I yeah. feel that in my teeth. The lips are fine. It's it's having to have my teeth knocked out. That's a problem. Yeah, so yeah. you can't adjust the ejection to go to the other side. I mean, uh, why? So it's on the right side right now. <laughs> <laughs> is it able to be adjusted? No. No. Then no. It's no. not. No. Okay. Well, that's fair. Correct. Right from the start, they don't need to modify that kind of thing and, and for right-handed shooters who shoot on the off off shoulder oh, for any given reason yeah, that that. you're going to eat brass <laughs> okay, sure. yeah um in terms of the other, the other controls it's got a, a standard mag release back here which i wouldn't personally use it's just on the right hand side of the the gun towards the rear it's also got one uh, on the left hand then an ambi one that's the one i would use so i'd put my mag in mm. and yeah. I, or i would press that button and strip it out uh, it's also got a paddle for the uh, bolt release right there. So as you insert the magazine, you can hit the top there and uh, head right back. Um, charging handle is non-reciprocating and it's uh, spring loaded. So this is actually, I think, one of the easiest rifles to uh, field strip that I've ever seen. Um, because you just go from uh, pin at the rear, hinges open, bolt and bolt carrier come out. 
There's no charging handle in the way. There's nothing. There's your bolt and carrier, and it's all just kind of ready to rock and roll. So uh, quite easy to uh, to field strip for uh, for takedown. And uh, like, that's fast. <laughs> that's so fast to to disassemble this thing just for a quick field strip and and clean kind of a thing. So uh, uh, really really cool uh, setup. The fact that it's got such a good trigger on it. Um, this thing, I think they're right around twenty three, twenty four hundred dollars, um, which is right around what you'd pay for like an X ninety five or a, or a Tavor or something like that. But it's got a fantastic trigger in there. So and 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 also the the materials are quite a bit nicer too than some of the other stuff that, uh, that you'll see out there. Definitely uh, a lot nicer than the T ninety seven. T ninety seven is cheaper, of course, but uh, uh, this is. The, the machine work and, and whatnot is very nice. The, the charging handle is just fantastic. I just love where it is. Uh, that one is reversible. So if you wanted to put it on the other side and uh, catch brass in the teeth all day long, you can do that if you want. <laughs> but uh, I like that it's on the left-hand side um, and it feels very good. It's uh, it's actually a really interesting design. It's kind of like a cup that goes over top the rod that's uh, that's back here. It uses the uh, Air 180 two rod with a with two recoil spring kind of idea and uh this uh charging handle just slides uh, uh over top or underneath i can't remember over top of uh of those rods back there and is swappable between two sides so really uh really interesting design um really interesting packaging uh it's got like a cutie uh, sling swivel cup on the uh, on the rear on both sides, and then if you turn around and pop one up front, one of the interesting things about that is that you can cross carry this guy, so you can carry it uh, across your chest um, with a two pound uh, two point sling, and it'll be very steady there. Um, so if you're hunting coyotes or something like that, this kind of keeps the gun um, hanging and, and you're not hanging onto it. And then when you need to pull it up, it's quite easy to uh, to pull up and, and get ready to shoot a coyote or a hog or something like that. So um, a lot of, a lot of really pragmatic choices, I guess on it. Uh, and I'll shoot it tomorrow. Is the, of, uh, um, is that yeah. brass deflector removable? Does it, it looks like it's got a screw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's possible you could put a bigger shell deflector on it and make them kick shell, out a little bit further. Shell deflector slash mouth guard, you know, for maybe, maybe. Yeah. I haven't like one of the things I haven't looked into is uh, is how to make it lefty friendly because I don't care, but yeah. uh, no, that's other people might. Yeah, yeah I know. You're, you're I probably won't put it in my review because I don't. No one cares, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you can try and hurt me, but I have no soul because I'm left-handed. So there's there's <laughs> nothing. No, I, actually, I'm curious to see how the accuracy is because that'll that really kind of is is the tell. Um, but for that kind of price, it it seems like a pretty solid rifle platform. Like, a really interesting. It's got a uh, adjustable gas block on it, so you oh, okay. and it's it's adjustable from the front. I think. So uh, is it is it uh, direct impingement or is it piston? Piston. It uses the uh, AR one eighty or right, like okay. same thing as the uh, SVT forty, like the cup and that kind of thing. Um, and if you look down the middle there, you see that, that flat, I think it's a flathead screwdriver will, uh, will adjust the gas block. I think I haven't messed around with it. I'm going to take a look on Vidal online and see some videos before I try to, but I'm pretty sure you can just adjust the gas there. So you could technically like adjust the gas to where it's like really soft recoiling. It's not slamming the rear of the, uh, rear of the gun and, uh, just use enough, the, enough gas that, uh, that you need kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. 
Very interesting. Fun. Very interesting. Um, and very interesting at that price point as well. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Sorry. Back on regular schedule here. I think we're done with the events. Go on to the news. Um, have you guys watched the, uh, the the stuff about the liberal government saying that they consulted all these people for C seventy one? Yeah. Yep. Suck you. Suck. What? What'd you say there? Suck you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Suck you. And uh, what's the what's the story behind this? You would have talked to Tracy at the at the AGM. Maybe you've got a little bit more on the lowdown uh, on this. We don't really have that much information on it. Uh, well, Tracy. Uh, who we're referring to is Tracy, the uh, the lobbyist for the CCFR. She was asked if she was consulted with respect to C seventy one before, uh, and uh, and she was not. Uh, she was not asked about it. Uh, what they said, what the government said, that they consulted all of the um, people or the organizations that have a vested interest in it to get more information. They didn't actually contact. Uh, obviously the ccfr and um they put her name on it though right yes they did hmm. i wonder if they consider that guns and gangs meeting that they did just before the consultation no no because it's not speaking directly to the c71 and they had already dried that it had already been drawn up as well so no that no. Well, so, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not legitimizing it. I'm saying like maybe that's their excuse. Their excuse is, oh yeah, we we had this guns and gangs thing, and we consulted all these people, and they're like, is yeah, it the guns? Is it the gangs? It's clearly the gangs. Everyone says it's the gangs. Okay, but C71 has nothing to do with gangs. There's nothing mentioned about gangs in it. Nothing. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you can still say you consulted people on something and then just ignored them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, consult. Yeah, consulting with somebody doesn't mean that you do anything that they recommend. Yeah, no, we consulted and, them, and uh, we already had the legislation drafted up, so we just used it. <laughs> right. So, but if you are consulting with them, you're actually talking to them about it specifically, but you don't have to actually listen to them. No, right? Would or you? care or write anything down or, yeah, you don't have to do any right. of that part. Yeah. But if you yeah. say you do and you and you, you say, I did, I did consult with this person, and the person says, uh, no, you didn't, uh, then that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why the, uh, I think the conservatives were calling for, uh, um, calling for an explanation on that. Yeah. A couple yeah. of people said, I, I, my belief is that there was a few people that said, uh, no, we were never consulted on this then. So yeah. Take my name off that thing. Yep. Anyways, that's, uh, that's interesting in terms of the Canadian politics, but par for the course so far for C71. It seems like, uh, they had that thing drafted up a while ago. Um, have you guys taken a look at the uh, firearms export control reform that uh, is potentially getting through the states? Really nope. briefly, but yeah. Um, so basically, it looks like the U.S. is going to reduce their own regula regulations for exporting firearms and parts and stuff, mm -hmm. which is uh, positive. We deal with ITAR up here All in Canada. And... There's lots of really common stuff that you can't get because of ITAR. Um, it's just just silly. I, I remember I used to have a Savage uh, bolt action in uh, five five six or two two three rather, and I couldn't get a ten round mag because they were ITAR. They were not the the manufacturer did not have an export permit to ship them out of the states. Yeah, that's right. It's a good thing they were restricting people getting a ten round magazine for a bolt action rifle. Well, yep. they were restricting, so, you know, Greg getting a, a 
belt, like an actual belt that keeps his pants up. I don't think that was an ITAR thing. I thought that was, was a custom thing. Oh, was, was it, it ITAR? Yeah. Oh. Was it a tactical yeah. belt? Yes, it was. Mm. I'm sure Greg will pipe up here in the comments. Yeah. Only terrorists Greg... use uh, tactical belts. So that's right. probably He got the why. pants. <laughs> he didn't get the belt. They said, sorry, we can't send him. And Greg's so skinny, he needs the he needs I the know. belt. <laughs> be down on his knees all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, this is uh, this is very interesting. It's uh, uh, I think one of the one of the things that causes a lot of the smaller shops in the U.S. to not even want to bother uh, mailing so to Canada yeah. is uh, yeah even okay we've got ITAR there or they've got ITAR. The other thing is a lot of times you'll have to like fill out some sort of end use certificate even if you do get something that's under that five hundred dollar limit. And uh, if they remove that, then it might make it a lot easier for some of these smaller shops to just mail direct and, and get their stuff right. in here. Um, I've actually been dealing with a couple of uh, U.S. companies where it's like, yeah, I really want to buy this thing. And they're like, we don't ship to Canada. It's like, do you have a dealer up here? Yeah, we have a dealer. And I talked to those guys and like, they don't have what I want. It's like, oh, man, yeah. I, just wanted, I just want to buy this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to buy it. Is that so wrong? Yep, that, this could be really interesting. Well, it, it'll open up stuff like uh, c- comes to mind Optics Planet um, for us. We'll be able to shop there. <sighs> yeah, because hmm. they they don't have a license. They don't ship anything out because there's i itar restrictions on anything with magnification over four right now. So it's problematic. Greg, Greg hmm. says, "Yeah, it was a tactical TDU belt. Hmm. They wouldn't they wouldn't send it. So I, hmm. It's itar restricted. Like really." Come on. Yep. Can't have that. We all want Greg's pants to stay up. Trust (laughs) me. Not even a thing. Well, he does wear kilts. So, yeah. We also want that to stay up. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, The next piece here Wolverine uh, sent out their brief that they they actually shared it on uh, on CGN, their their brief out on C71, uh, which is interesting, and the government will ignore it even though they, they put all this effort into making a really good one. Uh, the government probably won't pay much attention to that. Um, but it does show that their heart's in the right place and they're trying to like, trying to fight Take for our rights. Yeah, yeah, and they exactly. went and testified. It was awesome. Yep. Yep, and they testified. And yeah, that's uh, that's really good seeing those guys do that. Yeah. Uh, new gun stuff. Uh, I don't think I put this one in here. No, I threw this one in because it showed up on Facebook yesterday. Uh, Tradex got a shipment in of Yugo SKSs, sort of the holy grail of of SKSs. The is the there most... a holy grail of SKSs? Yeah, this I don't is it. think the two words should go into like it's the a sentence together. I just said it. No, I've, I've declared it. It's the holy grail of of uh, SKSs, and apparently Tradex thinks they are too because they're like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. So that's remember uh, last week we I were talking say, but... about the ones that you got three of them for six hundred. So yeah. 200 bucks anyways sorry go ahead anyway, it's for for a collector they are pretty cool i've seen them before they are the nicest sks's i've seen so that's cool um also uh tradex has the caltech rdb on for 1550 so yeah, sweet. that's kind of cool i like i i'm curious about that rifle i really want to get my hands on one because really? it looks interesting to me yes Caliber just did a review on one and they found the accuracy to be like 1.5 to like two MOA. No, No. not even that bad. No, that's decent. Yeah. Yeah. For like a a banger two, two, three rifle for 1500 bucks. Yeah. Like Like you can get better from an AR with like a a really smoking barrel on it, but that's mm -hmm. not the same thing at all. Right. No, 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 no. It's like a free float with a, 
uh, aftermarket barrel and and all that other jazz on there. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah, I mean the Yugo SKSs are, are are pretty unique. They um they got some some unique features on them. Um, yeah, I think a, a unicorn would still be like one of those chromed out like guard ones, right? The the honor guard ones. Eh, I guess no? it's a bit. You know the uh, the holy grail is in the eye of the beholder. Like I would much rather not have a a chromed out honor what about guard a gold plated one. Nope. No, not interested. Not me. I'm just, I'm a simple man. I, I, I like simple things. Just want a reliable, simple Yugo SKS. Yeah. Anyway, so that's cool. I shared that with Trevor right away, and he was angry that he was not in a position to go snap one up. So, <clears throat> so I, you know, I caused Trevor some minor pain. Win so you felt me. good about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you tempted Trevor with an $800 SKS. To be fair, at the time, I didn't know the price. Well, this is this is like a phrase that uh, I don't think you could have said a year ago. You couldn't <laughs> no, have been like, no, hey, Trevor, I got an SKS here for $800. <laughs> you into that? And you, I don't think the response would have been like, oh, baby, I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's now June in 2018. And that's that's where things are at now. The world is a, a bit different Trevor now. Turvy. Yeah. We have a Trevor that shoots 1911s and SKSs. Exactly. Yes. It's, yeah. it's kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. All right. Uh, th- what's this next one? Wolverine is selling eight five eight receivers. Eight five eight for nine hundred bucks. Ninety nine. No barrel, no parts included. Limited quantity. Mm-hmm. Sold so, as four. is, no returns. Uh, that's because they believe these bucks. are going to go prohib. So if you want a cheap ticket to prohib land and yeah. uh, get that classification, uh, they are selling your ticket. <laughs> it's not good for much else. <laughs> But yeah. uh, yeah. they said, well, supplies lost. I wonder how many they have in stock. Uh, I, I So I bet what they did was they took all their stuff and they put them on the Kodiak receivers yeah, and boom, not restricted. And now they had a bunch of those ones left over. So uh, some for a hundred bucks a pop. Who wants to take it to a prohib, right? Yep. Uh, the next one here, uh, iCal is bringing in some ProMag 70 round drums for the 795 and 597s. That's a lot of ammo. Yep. That'd be a heavy mag. Yep. <laughs> uh, I've heard good and mixed reviews on the pro mags. I've heard some people like really, really like them. Um, oh, whose pro mag did I shoot? Jason Philp had a pro mag, I believe for his 795. Yeah. I think that was a stick one, but uh, if you really feel like you need uh, a lot more ammo, um, high has got some of the uh, 70 rounders coming in. And then uh, this last one, I Run Guns, is bringing in some CMP M1 Grands. Really? Mm-hmm. Hello. Yep. Okay. Yep. I don't know. I thought you had to, like, do something in the States. Like, go shoot a shooting course, you and then you got access all... to buy one. Yes. So you have to go down there, and you have to go and shoot a shooting. Or So, like, an apple seed qualifies for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the fact that you're Canadian, we couldn't actually do this. They wouldn't sell to Canadians. But However, they sell to Iron Guns, and then they, they sell run to the Iron gun. Guns, and then they. <laughs> so I don't know why they're selling to Iron Guns. You'd think we the could... name would be the first tip, right? No, because of the fact that <laughs> part of CMP is that you have to have taken a course that mm-hmm. or. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, no, I'm saying CMP, like they should have been tipped off. Like, oh, we're selling to uh, this fellow. I run guns. What, what do you think he's going to do with these? Fun- <laughs> he's going to run the guns. <laughs> he's going to run them. 
Yeah. No, those are really cool. Uh, Tradex also has a whole pile of M1 Garands available uh, if you're looking for uh, some. So they've got some on their website. And uh, yeah, a whole pile of them. Own a piece of history. Own a piece of history. Uh, I'm, I'm going to show this real quick just before we go so, on here. But uh, only have Okay. There we go. There, there's Dave's. There, yeah, there's Dave's uh, uh, rifle with the correct Canadian buttstock on it now. Thanks, Dave. So now you know. Hmm. Yeah, fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. Brian's all over that. Brian loves that Canadian flag there. You know, I don't. I don't mind you, it. I really don't. You don't hate it? No, I don't hate it as much as I think I should. <clears throat> now, the idea of just putting together a gun based on how it looks—that bugs me. But that's just that's just me. Whatever. I have different. You have to color coordinate and uh, match the vendors and uh, get the Fortis handguard with the Fortis hand stop. Yeah, um, I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> I, really, I really don't. Neither do I. My AR-15 is like the worst Frankenstein ever. I don't think two major sub-assemblies are from the same vendor on it. Yeah, I think mine's kind of the same. So Greg yeah. was asking how much for the M1 Grand. It's $1,500. U.S. U.S. Yeah. What's Which the conversion like, rate right now? I don't know. Thirty percent, something like that. How many? Yeah. How many pesos? How many Canadian pesos to the U.S. dollar? Anyway, fifteen hundred bucks. You know what? It's a lot <laughs> if, for an M1 grant. <clears throat> well, no, that based well, on what in, they're in U.S. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah, they're really high in price. It's yeah. kind of crazy. I think they're generally overpriced, but that's where the market sits. So, yeah, I'm anyway. just. Anyways, never mind. I'll just shut up. I would agree to the overpriced. All right. Why don't we get on to uh, the main I thought topic? You were agreeing. I thought you were agreeing to her shutting up. <laughs> That's why I added on the last bit. Uh, <laughs> it was funnier before you add at the end. <laughs> That's all good. So why don't we, uh, why don't we head into the lightning round of questions? Um, questions. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll, I'll be the interviewer um, and I'll ask you well, to. You got to, you got to answer too. Okay. Why don't we, why don't we cycle? It'll be me, okay. then Brian, then Kelly. Sure. For our right. cycling, uh, I'll start with the first question you guys answer. Okay. Cool. Yep. Brian, three hundred eight or thirty out six. Uh, three hundred eight. Kelly, three hundred eight. All right, Brian, you're up next. Okay. How many five year olds could you beat in a fight? Who are you asking first? Adriel. Adriel. Me? Adriel. Yeah. Ooh, I'm thinking hundreds. I could do that all day long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me? You're, me next? Yeah, well, yeah. you're the ne- yes. Okay. Well, I was waiting for you to say Kelly, but I wouldn't have to fight them because we'd all have ice cream. Oh, <laughs> lame. I know. Yeah. That's such Would a Would you topic. poison the ice cream? <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> Too dark. Five-year-olds. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning with, again. I'm leaning with, uh, with Adriel. Because five, yeah, because five-year-olds don't have like any stamina. You no, smack them once and they cry and they want their mom. And they, they don't crumple. have any attention span. <laughs> they do. Either, they do. Right? Well, there's that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd probably tire out after a few hundred. Like, that's the only thing that's going to slow me down. Like, I could say thousands. I'll probably get tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. This is this is a great t- question. I'm so glad this got thrown out there. <laughs> so, All right, Kelly, go ahead with the next question, please. All right. What gun will you never sell? Adriel. Uh, my grandma's 22 and that's the Aww. only gun I'll never sell. All right. My Demaco. Okay. Oh, Brian. 
Uh, can I have Kelly. a bite of your sandwich? Kelly needs, no, you cannot. Kelly needs to answer the question, too. Ah. The Deutsche Werk Model 1. And the reason is because of the history behind it. That's it. Yeah. Fair. There you go. Okay. Brian, can I now have a bite of your sandwich? Hell no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what you type of sandwich anything. is it, though? Well, I don't even eat sandwiches, so no. Well, I know. <laughs> That's, That's why. why Doesn't I even said. have sandwiches. Kelly, can I have a bite of your sandwich? Sure. Oh, there we go. And the reason is because I love you, Adriel. You're my favorite. Ah, <laughs> there we go. Favorite host. So, ever. so are you are you into sharing bites of your sandwich with us, Adriel? Uh, hmm. Yes. Yes. And what wow. type of sandwich is it? I'm calling BS. Oh, Stay mine back. is going to be just like it's going to be terrible. It's just be like some lazily slapped together whatever meat was in the fridge, probably some moldy bread or whatever. Just it, I had it hanging around and I made the sandwich. You had one of those Dagwood sandwiches that um, Homer Simpson had that he had for three weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want to buy your sandwich. Oh, well, you asked though. So. I know. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I'm next. Uh, Adriel, what cartridge doesn't deserve to be so popular? 300 Win Mag. Uh, yeah. 300 would make as well. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty much any Magnum hunting cartridge. Well, no, 7mm rem mag is way better. It's Maybe. less it's kick, flatter. Doesn't, doesn't need, no, there's no need. Anyway. They both have belts. What kind of cartridge needs a belt? It's an old, it's an old system. Yeah. It's not, yep. yeah. It's yep. obsolete. Yeah, no. All right. Who's up next for asking? Yeah. I will. <clears throat> I will. Which bear is the best bear, Adriel? Kodiak. Okay. Polar. Oh, mm, polar carry bear. On. Yeah, carry on. I think it's a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Just, yeah, no. No. All right. Uh, my question. Uh, Brian, what was your first gun? Uh, technically, it's not legally a firearm, but my Diana pellet rifle oh first one i bought yeah so mine was the rock island armories it was a 20 10 22 replica it was horrible cool i had some break action pellet gun when i was five i have Aww. no idea what make it was i don't know where it is it's probably toast wow we have we're similar except i got mine when i was like 25 and it's in my gun cabinet behind me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah <clears throat> Okay. Oh dear. Kelly, I'm asking you this. <laughs> How much can you bench press? Now or when I was working out every day? Uh, Whatever number you would like to I have record. no idea. I can I can bench press a Brian. How's that? A a Brian, really. Ooh, impressive. Uh, sheets. <laughs> this is not going anywhere good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can I can bench press my wife. Oh, that's good. I think I haven't tried it. I, I honestly I, I have no clue. I'm we I don't do bench press, so I have no okay. idea. You don't lift, bro. I I do, but I don't bench press. So I'll yeah, those games. and probably the number is smaller than I would imagine. And mm -hmm. I just yeah, you no. just don't want to go I'm there. Not, I am not yeah super huge power lifter strong guy. That's just not me. Oh, by the way, congratulations on your new bike. Oh, yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Speaking, speaking of not having time to do stuff, now I'm getting out my bike too. So, jeez. Awesome. All right. So, which gauge is the best gauge? Adriel. 12. All right. Brian. 
Um, I think actually 16, but it's so unpopular it becomes impractical, so 12. Okay. 20 gauge. I like 20 gauge because it's great for kids as well. That's Just neat. Yeah. It's a good gauge. It's it's it's, it's my it's, second choice in gauges. My least favorite gauge is 410. I was just going to. It's not ask. even a gauge. Mm. Uh, not really. it's not <laughs> I don't even know how to gauge but, right. I know. Like, could they not be consistent? No. Well, apparently not. Just throw something in. Yeah. Anyways. The entire right. idea of gauge. How many lead balls of this size would it take to make one pound? It's like, who, what were you guys smoking? Lead, lead fumes <laughs> to come up with this system. So, well, so this came, this came from probably England, right? It did. They, is the they had of all these people, people of this intellect had, had an empire that spanned the globe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes. And, but they were using lead, right? Lead poisoning. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. you're right. Measure everything in lead. <laughs> How much of this can you eat? That's what the game. What I want to know is who, who cast a bunch of lead balls at varying, at varying diameters and then weighed them to figure out how many it would take to make up a pound. Like, it's just. Anal uh, retentive people? Ugh. And then they would get to like, this pellet is a number eight and this is a number four and this is a B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no logic to shotguns at all. <laughs> well, guns in general, like all the calibers are kind of kind of a little bit weird. Well, well, no, because we've got I mean, we've got bore diameters that that measure cartridge cases and and then in metric it's the bore, the bullet diameter and the seven and, and thirty-eight. Are those different bore diameters? What about nine millimeter? Is okay, that the they, same? They, they well, anyway. At least it's based on something. It's not based on how many lead balls add up to a pound of this diameter. Yeah. Could be like 30 caliber and we made it in 06. And then there's 300 uh, and there's 30 TCM and it's it's a mess. It's a mess. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of a mess. Have you ever had a dream that you um you had your you you could you'll do you um you want you you could do so you you'll do you could you 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 um want you want them to do you so much you could do anything? Uh, what? <laughs> Can you read that again? Please? I'm reading it. I'm reading the notes and no, no. <laughs> that's the little kid who's getting interviewed, and he goes like. That's the that that's the quote. I typed it out. That's the quote from that kid. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. listeners, if anyone wants to message me on Facebook to say what the heck Gabriel <laughs> talking about, I have no clue. <laughs> but I don't want to ask him because so, I'm afraid he'll tell me. Brian, have you ever had a dream that you could do anything that you want? What was the nope. dream? I I I, I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't. I very rarely remember my dreams. So uh, yeah, just doesn't want to talk about them. You just don't want to open up. Yep. Exactly. Hearing this issues. Is, this is this is a podcast. This is not a therapy session. There's not, people you for, can talk to, but not. Yeah. No. No. Hey. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay people who will be quiet about it. I'm not gonna talk about it. In a podcast. <laughs> I was dreaming that I could ride a mechanical bull at a three. Anyways, never. Mind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was excellent. I have to do it. I have to make it a reality. Yeah, if you, you build it, they will come. They will. It'll be like the awesomest thing in Alberta ever. You'll be like a god. You would sign up for that for sure. Oh yeah. If someone said like there's a three gun match, we got a mechanical bull, you're gonna shoot off the backs. Like I don't care. Take my money. (laughs) Where do I put my money to get into this match? (laughs) 
Uh, uh, asking a lightning round of questions. All right. That's it. That's it. Are any of you guys watching the YouTube version for questions? I'm just looking I at it right am. now. Philippe. And Philippe, not- he's a longtime listener, first time watcher. I don't know. And he says, thanks for keeping the show going. Oh, you're yeah. welcome. Yes, we're keeping the show going. <laughs> Anyways, yes, we are. Uh, yeah, or we're not- sorry for keeping yes. the show going. <laughs> But there's uh, there's not really been any. They've been talking amongst themselves. Uh, but listen, we keep the show going, but it's up to them to listen. So it's right. their fault they're listening. <laughs> so that's that's it. We have a lot of listeners. I was looking at the metrics. So hi everybody. Or hello. Yeah, in the last couple of months, it's uh, it's really increased. I wonder. Yeah. yeah, that's which is beyond comprehension considering the changes in the show in the last mm-hmm. couple of months. I don't understand. Maybe just podcasts are getting more popular because I was talking with the guys at uh, at that match and they're like, yeah, we listen to the Three Gun Show, we listen to you guys, we listen to this, we listen to that. So maybe it's like, awesome. yeah, maybe it's just people are getting off of radio and they're like, why would I listen yep. to some uh, radio jockey talk about the local weather or something when I could be listening to guys talk about Canadian what guns I, or gun really or something that I'm interested in, right? But I think Brian's referring to the fact that he's been on for the past few months. No, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Is there a halo? Do I have a halo here? Anyway, <laughs> let's get on to uh, listener feedback. Okay, host. Yeah, thank oh, you. Yeah. Uh, can't even do this job. All right, uh, let's see here. Listener feedback is sponsored by Highlander Tactical. Go to highlandertactical.com to check out the great supply of both outside and inside the waistband holsters today. Use oh, promo yeah. code SLAMFIRE to check out to save 10% on your order. So if you want like a Kydex holster, mm-hmm. that's the place to go. They got a whole bunch of different guns that they'll make them for. Left, right, mostly right. Mostly right. Mostly right. Yeah. He doesn't really like lefties, but he'll do it for <laughs> I don't, you. You know yeah. what? I don't know if it's lefties or me that he, he's got issues. But anyway. So he was at the AGM as well. So Good for him. I'm so glad he was at the AGM instead of making my holster. That's exactly what he'd say. I said he was going to post it. And he says, I keep getting these texts from people and emails. Why aren't you, why are you there? Why aren't you making my holster? He can can you make it while you're waiting? <laughs> you can have a life after my holster is shipped. That's <laughs> all right. Cool. All right. First, uh, first listener feedback from Jonathan H. Hello, Slamfire. I'm fairly new to the podcast, only listening to it for a few months after stumbling upon it while searching through Stitcher for gun-based podcasts. Ooh, I've been enjoying the catalog thoroughly as I work my way through it in reverse chronological order. Ooh, that must be weird. Listening to the de-evolution of the show is quite interesting. <laughs> you can probably get that listening to it in chronological order, too. <laughs> it works. It's uphill it's both better. ways. <laughs> I don't know. Has it gotten better? No. No, uphill's bad. That's the one yeah. that takes more effort. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Just like the show, it takes more effort to listen to. Anyways, while listening, I have heard mention of mailing restricted firearms instead of flying or traveling with them. I might be in a situation soon where mailing my restricted firearms home from a match would better suit my travel plans. If anyone is in this week with experience in doing so, listening to the pros and cons on the topic would be interesting. Do you require a short-term ATT to mail them? Anything special that needs to take place? Or can you just lock them up, package them, and put a stamp on it and drop it off the post office? Anyways, thanks for producing some thoroughly entertaining and informative content, Jonathan H. Any of you guys uh, mailed a restricted firearm recently? I'm not 
recently, but I, I have in the past. Yes. <clears throat> I but, do them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He, I know this because he mailed me one. Mm-hmm. Um, you, yes, you do need an ATT technically to take something to the post office. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the process will be okay. Uh, if you're going to transfer it to someone, you're going to uh, right. do that bit first and get the notice to transfer. And then you're going to get your ATT. And then you're going to go home and you're going to take that pistol and you're going to put a trigger lock on it. Like just one of those. Uh, a uh, little like plastic doohickey ones, the two dots in the in the metal zip, part will do. Um, you're gonna put it in a box. I like to lock the box or zip tie it um, just to secure it against yeah. uh, and against anyone like opening it up and say taking a look at what's inside. And then typically what I'll do is put a box on it or I'll wrap it or something so you can't see that it's a, a firearm. Um, and then with your ATT in hand that says I can take this to the post office. Uh, you bring it to the post office and get the shipping option that has signature required and yes. good to go. go. Bob's your yeah. uncle. Yeah. yeah. And yes, this is cheaper than flying with them typically because flying with them, depending on the airline, might cost you 50, 100 bucks kind of a thing. So the 30 bucks to ship it is uh, is usually cheaper. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so just make sure that you get the... so. As you said, the ATT, if you're going to be transferring it to somebody, if somebody's going to be picking it up. Or... Now, if you're mailing it to yourself and you know it's a gun, do you have to get the ATT from the post office to your house? I've heard like, okay, so you get mailed a pistol and you're like, I'm going to the post office for a package. Oh, I don't know what this is. And you take it home and it's like, <laughs> it's a gun. Can you can you like claim the same ignorance when, you, when you're mailing it to yourself? Do you need an ATT from the post office home? I don't know. I've never mailed yeah. myself a restricted firearm. I've always mailed it to someone or one shows up at my house. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I don't mm. know. It's, um, I don't yeah. know either. You I could mean, just like wrap it like the night before, wrap it when you're really blasted and then <laughs> give it to your friends and then you mail it and you're like, what is this? What is this thing? Who mailed me this? Okay, we're not actually going to advocate <laughs> drinking and handling firearms. That's not how we do things what about, here. What about wrapping? Drunk wrapping of the uh, package? There's. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because, you know, they have to be in a safe condition when you wrap them and all that stuff. So I'm just going to say maybe if the booze is out, the guns are away. Leave. Yeah. Separate the two. It's a good question. You should call the CFO and see if you need. Never mind. If you, if you can be drunk with a gun, or if no. you can, <laughs> if you're mailing Say I'm it really to blasted your, when I wrap this thing, I have no idea. Yes, yeah. C42 doesn't cover. Post I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. No. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Probably it would come up when you apply for the ATT to say, "Hey, I'm, I'm tra- traveling, and I'm going to ship myself this gun." At the same time, you would think that there'd be. Something that the given CFO office would ask you about that. I don't maybe know. Maybe you can get on the same ATT. <laughs> oh. Yeah, maybe. Now, yeah. here's here's another question, because somebody who receives it has to have an RPAL. So if right. you're shipping it to yourself, like say you were, say, like say I was going to an event in, in northern New Brunswick, and then I wanted to ship my guns home because I was going to keep going to visit my family in Nova Scotia, I that wouldn't really work because, no, I'm not going to the church. Okay. <laughs> Um, but like, say I wouldn't be back at my home before the package got there. So I don't know if that right. would be kind of hanky. What happens if your wife picks it up? 
Well, just doesn't know what it is. I don't know what this is. I guess Brian uh, bought something and signs for it. Yeah, it I don't know. It's all kind of sketchy there. You'd have to just, yeah. I don't know all the answers. These are just questions that come to mind. I'd never considered this question before. But I think technically, yes, you can ship yourself the gun to save your, sh- yes. save you the, um, the, the hassle of at the airport. So, so weird. Such a such a weird set of rules that we have here. <laughs> All these weird cases, where it's like I don't know. Anyways, I hope we've uh, thoroughly confused you, Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> if you if would like did, to, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if you'd like to uh, email the show and uh, get confusing answers, uh, feel free to email us at slamfireradio at gmail dot com. Uh, shoutouts. Uh, do you guys have any shoutouts? Yo, Brian. Um, give me a second. Give me a second. No, I don't. I'll go, I'll, I'll go first. Go for I'm going to give a shout out to Trevor because he was my bodyguard, my protector on the weekend. He was apparently protecting me from everybody. I don't know. I was only allowed to have hugs for a certain amount of time. <laughs> how uh, how much uh, Glenn Livet did uh, Trevor give? Us? There was a lot. <laughs> it's a silly question. It's rhetorical, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a shout out to Ian for offering his M17 for loan. This is uh, it's a sweet gun and uh, it's a uh, finish on it. It's impeccable. I, I asked him, I'm like, have you even shot this thing? He's like, yeah, I've shot it. And, and it looks phenomenal. Brand so, new. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it, but he's saying apparently it wasn't so uh, very interesting. And uh, thank you very much, Brian. Okay. Uh, Michael Bartlett, your package will be shipped tomorrow. Uh, and Jamie Elliott, thank you so much for lending Trevor your phone on the weekend. That was oh, that awesome. was awesome, eh? Yeah, yeah. It, it was something. It's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> really appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, iTunes reviews. We don't have any this week. Nope. Uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, we have a couple of new ones. We've got Ryan W at two two three, Harold at seven six two, and Tim A at one twenty three. What's one twenty three? One point two three. One one two three three. It's not a caliber though. One seven seven the caliber. It's one two three. Okay. Well, one two three is still the number. Tim's yep. being different, which is awesome. Yep. Uh Patreon supporters, we will uh uh Ryan, Harold, Tim, make sure you've emailed the show and uh, once a month I get out uh patches and stickers in the mail. So we'll uh get those out to you. And uh some of you guys will also be getting a shirt in the mail as well. So um I think I've got sizes for most everyone, and now I just have to go to the post office and be like, yo. How do I mail these things like cheap? <laughs> How do I get these things out to people? So I'll figure that out and, uh, and I'll start putting some, uh, some shirts in the mail. Uh, if you'd like to help support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash slam radio, or just go to slamfireradio.com And there's a button on there somewhere where you can uh, get to the uh, Patreon. Uh, please join one or more of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR, the CSSA. Check us out on the Gun Owners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. That's where a lot of our conversations and shenanigans happen as well. And uh, finally, get out there and shoot a three-gun match. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.